Breaking news, a fresh act of madness in America. At least two snipers opening fire in downtown Dallas during a rally against the fatal police shootings of black men in Louisiana and in Minnesota in recent days. The snipers hit 11 police officers, at least five of whom are now dead, making it the deadliest day in law enforcement since September 11th. <laughs> of LCMSU, everyone. I'm your host, the Chancellor, Pastor Marcus Zill. No, no thanks are necessary, my good man. I was just doing my duty. In the crosshairs, police officers. What started as a peaceful protest... We are joined here today in the Student Union with Colorado State Trooper Dylan Gwynn. How are you doing today, Dylan? I'm good, Pastor. How are you? I am doing fantastic. You are, I'm a little nervous. You're the first law enforcement official that I have had, <laughs> that I have had on the radio program here. Um, I usually get the response of people not wanting to uh, meet me on the side of the road or anything. So. <laughs> Just for the record, I'm not in trouble. I uh, thought, uh, for everybody's sake, I thought all of our listeners in KFUO land and LCMS Nation out there, uh, Dylan is a former college student of mine back at the University of Wyoming. He's a native, uh, kind of western, north, central, western Colorado and Craig, Colorado. He resides in Golden, Colorado. And he attended the University of Wyoming, where I was privileged to be able to serve as his campus pastor and uh, brings back many awesome memories. Um, I think you were a deacon for a while, were you not? I was. Okay, I and so you have served faithfully in that regard, and I know that uh, that uh, Golden is, where is Golden, for the sake of our listeners around the around the country? Where is Golden's Golden? On the, Golden's on the western edge of Denver. It's uh, just south of Boulder and just west of Denver. Okay, just look for the Coors Beer Trail, and uh, that's where it is, and... Uh, so anyways, it's great to have you with us. Uh, one of the reasons why I invited you on, uh, I know you're probably thinking, hey, this is a show for college students. I'm not a college student. And it's a show for those that uh, work with college students. Um, and I don't know, maybe you pull over a lot of college students. I have um, met one or two. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for serving them. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, but obviously with all of the events of I don't know, the last year or so in our country with everything that's going on with uh, Black Lives Matter and, and all of the, the police shootings and now shootings of police. And it just seems like every every week we turn around and there's another situation, another flare up and protests and whatnot. I thought it'd be kind of a good opportunity to have someone on to, to talk and to not only give thanks to God for what you do, but to talk about the vocation a little bit. And uh, frankly, to express our appreciation to you and, and others that might be listening who, who serve 
all of us in this way. So first, thank you for your service. You've been on the job how long now? Since January 2013, about three and a half years. Three and a half years. Now, how did you ever decide to go into law enforcement? Tell me a little bit of the backstory. You know, a lot of college students sit, sit around and think about, you know, what do they want to do with their life? And not all grow up uh, thinking about, hey, I want to be a police officer or a state trooper. Tell us sure. about how you went about making that decision. Sure. When I was first getting ready to go to college way back in August 2008, I had uh, decided that I wanted to get into criminal justice. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do yet as far as if it was a state trooper or a police officer or working in a legal office. I didn't know yet. But uh, I went up to Laramie and stayed there for three and a half years. And after a couple of years there, I kind of knew that I wanted to get into the law enforcement side of it, being a police officer or a trooper. And so after I graduated in 2011, I rode with uh, several officers, state troopers, uh, deputy sheriffs, stuff like that. And uh, pretty much the first time I rode with a trooper, I knew I wanted to be a state trooper. That was where I wanted to go. And what was it? What was it about that experience that made you go, aha? You know, it really struck me was the professionalism of of them, of uh, how they represent themselves in the agency and... and, uh, the, the excellent training that they received and uh, being out on the highways instead of just restricted to a local a local city, not seeing the same road every every day and uh, meeting the same people every day. And now, did I you like specifically being, want to be a trooper? And why don't you, for the sake of our listeners, what, what is the difference? I mean, trooper, police officer, how, how, what are the distinctions here? Sure. So a police officer generally, it could be the an overarching term, kind of like just cop in general, or it can also refer to um, as, as just a local police department, as, say, for an incorporated city area, Albuquerque Police Department or Denver Police Department. Uh, then you have sheriff's deputies there. They work the unincorporated areas of counties in all across different states. Okay. And uh, then you have state troopers, and they have jurisdiction in the entire state. Sometimes it's uh, a state police agency where they have jurisdiction, but they do more than traffic. And like here in Colorado, we have the Colorado State Patrol, so it pretty much works the roadways, the okay. highways, and traffic. Now, so you 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 are on the road all that when you're when you're working. You're you're pretty much uh, driving up and down highways, or do you kind of hang out on a boulder on a cliff somewhere and wait for people to come by? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day. We uh, here in Golden, we we work all of Jefferson County, which is all of the western side of Denver. We have unincorporated Littleton. We have a lot of unincorporated city area, actually. Okay. And uh, we also have what's the county west of us, Clear Creek County, which. Um, has Interstate 70 run through it. It has a lot of uh, more mountainous terrain than Denver. Okay. Well, excellent. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's an intriguing to me, um, well, I mean, I guess I want to get your thoughts, um, just your raw thoughts on, uh, you know, you've been doing this for three and a half years. Uh, you went into this because of the opportunity to serve and, uh, the professionalism that you say you've seen. What What are your thoughts on what you're seeing in, in terms of um, how law enforcement officers are being treated in general and and uh, the impact that that's having on you and, and those that you work with? Sure. Well, it, every, every day is different. Every day has uh, its own unique challenges and, and 
presents unique opportunities to either help people who sometimes, I mean, help change tires several times in a day. I've uh, helped push people out of snow banks. Uh, and so you get... Now, but the real question is, have you pushed people into snowbanks? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Not yet. But if we're dodging traffic, that's... Great restraint. Yeah. Great restraint, officer. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, it really is a great opportunity every day. You have opportunities to, to serve and protect people. Sometimes it's protecting people from themselves. Um, and... You know, people don't really appreciate that at the time, but sometimes, you know, you have impaired drivers driving down the highways. You have just unsafe drivers driving down the highways, and and uh, people sometimes don't really realize how dangerous what they are doing can be. Um, and so, I, th- I think that it's important in our in our society to help minimize those risks to themselves and to other people in general. Have you ever felt like you've been in a situation where where uh, where you weren't safe? Does that happen very often? It it's happened several times. You know, you have uh, you encounter people that um, I, I mean, I've almost been hit head on on the highways before. So uh, you know, you find a it just depends on the day, and you know, I think a part, large part of what has helped me is you know my my intuition, my education, my faith in, in God has helped me cope with some of the stuff that we see on a daily basis. Well, I want to come back to the faith part just a little bit because this is a Christian radio foot program. Uh, <laughs> sure. But, uh, kind of uh, but I want to ask you uh, to put in perspective uh, what, it, what it means to, uh, to serve. When you think about, you know, maybe the place to go here is, you know, in the table of duties. In the table of duties, uh, you know, sometimes we put things uh, into perspective, uh, the the two different buckets of, well, there's spiritual jobs, like what I do. um, And then there's non-spiritual jobs, like what you do. And is that really the case? I mean, I know that you in the past, uh, you had had kind of uh, toyed around with... uh, with maybe even becoming a pastor until you probably yep. had me as your campus pastor. <laughs> I can hear my boss going, well, that you blew that one, Zill. But, well, uh, even in St. Louis, I still talked with Reverend Dreyer about uh, going to seminary. Uh, shout out to uh, Curate Dreyer at the Fort Wayne mm-hmm. Seminary. But uh, no, but you went, to, you went to Christ Academy a couple of times. And yep. and I know from my time with you that you're a, uh, you have a deep love for for learning and theology and, and the worship life of the church, and Absolutely. and all of those things. But tell us about this. Uh, in what ways has your, how has your faith helped you? And how do, how can you? I know you. I know you can't like drive down the road, pull somebody over that they're going seventy five and a sixty five, and tell them that they're breaking the fourth commandment. I mean, I suppose you. You could. <laughs> it probably isn't wise. There would be some people that would, yeah, excuse me, but that is going to be uh, such and such a dollar fine, and you broke mm-hmm. the fourth commandment. Uh, but how has your faith helped you, even though it's not an outwardly spiritual position, and in what ways kind of is it in an ordinary life type of sense? Well, a lot of times when we're, when we're interacting with people, it's, it's usually not on their best days. They're in a hurry to get to the airport. They're, they have something going on, you know, that, that uh, 
puts them in contact with us. And uh, so we have to try and discern what that is and uh, be able to help resolve that issue. And uh, I think that, uh, it, you know, we have a lot of help on our own, both through our training and uh, some officers, you know, don't don't believe it this way, but I think that um, we are helped in our in our efforts by by Christ by the understanding of um, you know that we can help others because He helped us. So there's very much this um, this idea of self sacrifice that because Christ has sacrificed for you, um, I imagine you feel like you have many crosses to bear, and you're constantly bearing others' burdens. Um, by helping them when they don't want to be helped or they're upset that you're helping them or they don't even view it like you're helping them. Right. But, uh, I mean, would you say, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of interested. I mean, my gut tells me that that while you probably don't know for sure, would you say that, that, that there's more people, like if you think of the average number of people in, in, the, in the country, do you think there's, there's, there's more men and women of faith serving in law enforcement as opposed to not? Well, I would say yes, but, uh, you know, everybody has, has different interpretations of it. I don't know uh, that, you know, obviously that everybody believes the way I do. Sure. Um, but do you I think can, you could do your job if you didn't have, if you didn't uh, know that you're a baptized child of God, that your eternal security is is certain, that uh, Christ is there for you? Could, what, what, what would that for me? Can, go ahead. Go ahead. For for me personally, no, I, I don't think I think it would be tough on me. It is uh, it's a very emotional job. Um, I think that right now with the uh, media and everything going on in in law enforcement around the country, um, that people only see uh, kind of the the physical surface of law enforcement. They don't see the the emotional and the uh, after effects of you know what what law enforcement really thinks about about things. Now, let me, let me ask you about that, because that's intriguing to me. Because when you look at most officers, you don't see, you see the control of emotions usually, which is why maybe it's so shocking sure. when people, you know, because you know, you, we, we, see, we have these mental images seared in our head of all these guys on this line with their little masks and, you know, all the riot gear and whatever, and people getting in their face and, and all these types of things, and them just standing there. Yep. Now, but yet you say it's an emotional thing. Is it, is it, is it, if it's more emotional than I can, t I can totally get that. But if it's more emotional than most jobs, is it just that you have to channel your emotion and, and let it out Very in other ways? So. Tell me about Very that. Very much so. If you have to be in control of your emotions in law enforcement when you're interacting with people because you have to maintain control of that situation. Um, if you lose your emotions and you let them control the, the interaction that you have with people, then uh, the, the situation can get out of control very quickly and, and not in a good way. Um, so that's when things and, can tend to go bad. Right. Because you have two uh, people and, and one of you has to be in control and you're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. So it's it's important for for law enforcement for everybody's safety to to maintain that control of their emotions. So behind I mean behind those masks, you know, we're we're people just like everybody else, but we have to maintain that 
that composure to people because um, it, it puts on a a controlling element, a uh, a calming element. That sure, is what what it's intended to. And so, uh, is it kind of hard to, now? Now, one of the nice things about your gig is it's like a nine to five job, right? Uh, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it is maybe at the higher levels, but no, it's, it's not ever. Um, what kind of hours do you worked, keep? I, I've pretty much, I have since 2013, I have been the, uh, night patrol officer. So I have been, uh, working overnight. I work 5 PM to 3 AM. Most of the time I sometimes work 7 PM to 5 AM. And that's assuming that we get off on time. So, so uh, based on when I'm talking to you right now, uh, and when this is airing, actually, you're getting ready to to go to work pretty quick. Yes, sir, I am. Wow. Well, hey, um, you had a scripture passage you that we thought maybe we'd talk just a little bit. We got about I don't know nine minutes left here or so. Um, sure. A scripture passage uh, about just kind of to reboot up the the basic understanding of how do we how we are to approach our government. You want to tackle sure. that? You want to read that for us? Sure, I got it. Uh, it's Romans 13 from verse 1 to verse 7. It says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist who have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good and you will receive his approval, for he is a God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, Revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Well, thank you for reading that. And that's, of course, uh, also part of our uh, table of duties. We could spend a long time talking about, uh, about you know, you have Luther's doctrine of the two kingdoms, the kingdom of the left, uh, the kingdom of the right. Um, you're serving in the kingdom of the left. Uh, interestingly enough, when we read this, just to kind of look at it real quick, uh, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, and uh, it does seem like that is, uh, in many ways, kind of under attack today. People don't seem to have the the, the respect for authority um, at any level that they used to. But to get back to the spiritual question, I mean, in a way, what you are doing in serving for the common good, for the sake of others, is in many lines and in just really, really mapped out right here in this passage that um, that your authority that you have been given um, through the office that you bear as a state trooper in Colorado has has actually been 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 determined and set aside by God, not in the sense that a pastor is called into the ministry, but you know we always talk about how um, the law is there. You know, it's a curb and a law and a guide. And if we didn't have if we didn't have those serving in these capacities, we would have just utter the utter collapse and decay of society. And I agree. Uh, and so, uh, in many, many ways, what you are doing is intensely spiritual, not just because of your faith, 
but because it is uh, it is backed by God's will. It is God's will for us to do everything um, in a meet right and salutary way. And that in terms that 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 it goes along with that in terms of how we deal with one another in our in our daily interactions. And uh, I don't know. I'm just so glad that uh, that there are those like you out there, Dylan, that are are being those kinds of examples. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's challenging. But, you know, how do you take this whole passage? You know, the <clears throat> you don't hold, I mean, not. I, I don't want to imply that you're bringing terror. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in the sense of, you know, those that rebel, those that speak up, those that are, you know, throwing stuff at you or getting in your face or, you know, when you see these things that are taking place, you're not really mm-hmm. out there. You're actually out there to serve those who are even doing that, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Um I mean, you can see that even just in Dallas this last week, you, you, there have been several stories come out where police officers have actually, uh, you know, put themselves between both that gunman and uh, the, the citizens that they were, that were protesting them. Um, I've seen multiple stories about that. Uh, and so that people have a right to protest. They have, you know, all the rights guaranteed to them by the Constitution. And I think that this, this uh, section right here is, is it's kind of a two-way street as well because we still have to respect the people that we are serving and, and honor them as well. Um, and I think that that goes a long ways towards uh, making it what is normally a negative interaction, a positive interaction with law enforcement. Now, do you, uh, do you see the positive side of things? You know, lots of times we, we you know, I love it when they have story. you know, people tend to not focus on anything on the 24-7 news channels unless it's bad. Right. Um, but I remember, you know, you see these videos of, um, I think it was in St. Louis actually, where these, uh, these, uh, you know, these white police officers, I hate even having to mention what color of someone's skin is, but, you know, kind of going through the street and asking these kids that were playing basketball, these little, uh, these little black kids that were playing basketball out in the street, you know, if you could join them the next thing, you know, you know, they're playing basketball and then they're break dancing. <laughs> you see these kind of interactions. And I know that the, uh, the police chief in Dallas, uh, Brown, I don't remember his first name, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of getting out into the community and and developing the relations so that maybe people forget that the police are not there, that they are there to do good towards those um, who do no wrong. Right. And so Absolutely. do you have a do you, maybe you don't have that kind of a chance as a trooper because you're driving. But but have you seen that side of it? And have you seen the positive sides of these things where people have reached out to you? Uh, yeah, we, we uh, put on a safety fair and stuff like that down here in Golden and uh, getting the opportunity to interact with kids and, and show them our cars and show them, you know, stuff on our belt, show them uh, all kinds of neat stuff that that we do. Um and they get to play with radios, and, and we hand out all kinds of uh, stickers and car, car key stuff and, and just all kinds of stuff. Um, and just getting inter- to interact with kids and, and try and form that positive uh, you know, basis for, for the future when they grow up to be teenagers and when they grow up to be young adults. And, and um, we put on a, a yearly... Uh, what's called the youth academy down here at our academy where they get to go do uh, for a week they get to go through what uh what part of our training is over 22 weeks and uh, so just to have that interaction with them where they they get to uh, kind of explore what what it's like to become to 
learn about being a law officer and uh, really get that positive influence. Well, sure. Well, a couple of, just a couple minutes here. Let me just uh, kind of close by saying, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, this passage goes on that we're to give honor to those who are owed honor. And, uh, uh, Officer Gwen, we, we honor you. Um, I thank you for what you do. I, I pray that you don't ever get down and that those that you work with don't get down. And I, I, I'm quite confident that the level of support is much greater than sometimes how you might feel in with what you see. And uh, before you go, I don't normally do this, but uh, I thought I would just close with reading. And um, if you want to pray with us, that's fine. This, this beautiful prayer from the Office of Compline in Lutheran Service Book, page 257. And may it be a reminder to you as you head out to work. Abide with us, Thank Lord, you. for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. Eternal God, the hours both of day and night are yours and to you the darkness is no threat. Be present, we pray, with those who labor in these hours of night, especially those who watch and work on behalf of others. Grant them diligence in their watching, faithfulness in their service, courage in danger, and competence in emergencies. Help them to meet the needs of others with confidence and compassion through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you, Dylan, for what you do, and thank you for joining us. And know that uh, whenever you head out for prayer, head out to work, there are Christians around the world that are praying prayers for you, just like that. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. I really appreciate it. That's all we have time for here in the Student Union. God bless our law enforcement officers, firemen, and all those serving in the military. College students, you need Jesus. We'll help.